I'm Piers Linney and welcome to Rethinking Business, a podcast brought to you by NatWest. Let's face it, the path to business success is rarely straightforward. That's why in this series, we're hearing from businesses who are thinking differently, disrupting industries, turning obstacles into advantages and bouncing back when things inevitably don't go to plan. On the podcast this week, we're looking at the increasingly popular subscription model, with a business brightening up homes around the country of fresh blooms sent by post. Founded in 2014, the company's called Freddy's Flowers, and I'm joined by the man himself, Freddie Garland. You couldn't make the name up, could you? You couldn't, Piers, no. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> For those that don't know you or the business, describe exactly what Freddy's Flowers is all about. Well, essentially, we deliver incredibly fresh flowers, unarranged, so the customer gets to be creative and arrange them themselves to the door, so they're incredibly fresh and long-lasting. Yeah, it's just a really sort of zenful, great experience having a regular delivery of fresh flowers. So I've got some forming flowers. My mum started a flower business, and she had literally an Arctic lorry would turn up from Amsterdam or somewhere outside the house once a week and (laughs) offload a whole lot of flowers. Now, you're buying them from source, aren't you? But your customers are. Just explain what you receive. So, yeah, our flowers, um, they come direct from the grower. So we, uh, you know, skip out all of the middlemen and we're planning sort of up to a year in advance. They essentially grow the flowers for us, which is really great. We then choose for the customer a a really perfect selection based on the seasons, colours, you know, what flowers are available at, at that time of year and put them into a box and then deliver them to the doorstep. And then, you know, customers open the box and I sort of do some really bespoke arranging uh, tips for each arrangement. So I sort of take them through how to put them together, tell them a little bit about each flower so that there's a sort of education part of it as well, and just really inform on flowers. And I think people, you know, customers really enjoy learning about flowers, learning a bit about floristry and how to look after them. And it's essentially the sort of notion of the idea is like you've got a nice cutting garden in your country house or something and some people are fortunate enough to be able to walk out and and sort of cut a load of wild flowers Um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to bring to homes across the country so that notion of being able to wander out cut a load of flowers and bring them back in which is really nice I think. So is floristry a passion that's always been there for you or have you realised hang on a minute I can make some money out of flowers and then you learn you learn about flower arranging. I used to work for this company called Abel and Cole who deliver organic fruit and vegetable boxes. But funnily enough, my dad owned a flower shop in Pimlico for 30 years. And my mum was one of the florists in the shop. So I did grow up around flowers kind of in a flower shop, although I knew very little about them. Then I worked for Abel and Cole, who, as I said, a regular delivery of organic fruit and vegetables. And what were you doing there? I helped sort of start their um, door-to-door sales team. Uh, a sort of group of us would go out and and meet customers and sort of see if they wanted to give the vegetables a go. So, you know, I I ended up knowing quite a lot about how Abel and Cole worked and I had a pretty good understanding of, you know, how to talk to people on their doorstep. And I also knew a lot about flowers. Well, I didn't know a lot, but I knew that my mum knew a lot about flowers. So I thought, why don't I try combining what I know about Abel and Cole with flowers? And I bet people will just love the sort of joy that flowers bring to them. And just talk through the model then, because we're all familiar with the place where you can go online or down the high street and buy flowers or mm. have them sent to somebody that you love anywhere in the country. 
And, and there's lots of people have tried subscription models, you know, there's yeah. in the US and the people have tried it here from, you know, shaving to clothing to we're all aware of the food delivery companies. Yes. And your model essentially is the same. Yeah, it is essentially the same. I mean, what is so important is, is the flexibility around how it works. So you, you can sort of skip a delivery whenever you want. And the idea is people like receiving flowers through gifts or something. Why wouldn't they enjoy buying them for themselves? And why is it that there's any sort of guilt associated with buying flowers? Because it totally changes a room. You know, it makes a house look really beautiful. You can have an arrangement in a sitting room or in the loo or the bedroom. It seems a really obvious thing to have them regularly because... And, it, and you see a, a difference constant. between, you know, I grew up with you know, flowers, my mum, and she'd go down to her friend who owned quite a big florist and have a conversation about the flowers you choose and they put together a nice bouquet and, again, it costs quite a lot of money. Yes. But you're saying you're kind of foregoing some of that choice in a way for yeah. a subscription basis. But I guess you can now almost forward buy, forward contract flowers from wherever you're buying them from. Yeah. Therefore, they're cheaper. So you're getting a... The experience but for less is that the idea yeah that, that, that's exactly the idea so every customer gets the same arrangement each week so we essentially do 52 arrangements a year he's all um, coming from holland or over the summer we've got about 40 percent coming from lincolnshire and uh, okay. and somerset so UK, Some as well. yeah. uk as well and then the dutch are very advanced in in flower growing but we're really trying to help the uk where possible and a lot of foliage comes from Ireland, actually, some of the leafiest stuff. You're what every supplier wants. Yeah, I think so. And we're very committed to what we buy, and we've got fantastic methods of understanding how many deliveries we're going to do in a certain week. So there's minimal wastage from our point of view as well. Then within the box, yeah, so, so I sort of give an arranging sort of hints and tips where I really take them through how they can arrange that bunch. We designed a sort of bespoke vase that matches each arrangement perfectly, so people get really quite creative with it. But there's a kind of base level of here's what you can do with this arrangement and it'll look fantastic for this amount of time. So it sounds like the model's working. Yeah. What usually happens now is that you think, OK, let's scale this up. So you work out your marketing model and you've got a background in, you're saying it's door-to-door, is it, Abel and Cole? You're yeah. basically knocking on doors. Yeah. Which I've also done. I used to sell betterware as a young lad. Lovely. So I've been nice. there and got that T-shirt. <laughs> so added, that's how you're actually building the customer base. It's that personal yeah. interaction. Yeah, so literally, so I started the company four years ago. I stopped Abel and Cole and I, and I just thought, here's a good idea. So, so I went back, moved home to mum and dad's house, bought a tent, set it up in mum and dad's garden in Wandsworth, bought a milk float to do the deliveries, which was a terrible purchase because... It did seven miles an hour top speed when I got it back to London and I managed to do one delivery round in it. So that was really bad. So at this point, it was me and my mum and she'd be coming to the flower market with me at two o'clock in the morning to choose the flowers. We'd then be bringing it back to the tent to, to pack it into the boxes, putting it in my van by this point and then and then out to do the deliveries. And then I'd be back again in the evening knocking on doors. Well, I'm to, assuming to you're also cousins. learning very quickly because I guess... Growing up the flower shop, you knew what the flower, you knew the difference between a daffodil and a daisy. Yeah. But you didn't really know about how long they lasted, whether you could put them in a box. No, I didn't know. All of that kind of thing was, was very much learning. And mum didn't really know because we didn't know what worked in the box and that kind of thing. And so we were learning very quickly. And then at this time, I quickly realised that I also needed some help with this. So, I, you know, my brother is three years younger than me, uh, 27, and he'd just left university at the time. So I got one of his pals to come and help. And literally, so it was me and this guy called Harry. We would just go out in the afternoon or the evening and, and knock on lots of doors for about four hours to just see if people wanted to give it a go. And uh, it was exhausting and, and stressful, but quite fun as well. Just, you know, so exciting. These um, 
people that were prepared to give it a go. So you didn't think automatically like lots of people do these days. Um, okay, I'm going to go with Facebook. I'm going to go, use digital campaign. No, I can no, target no, no, the exact no, no, customer no. I'm looking for. I spend a fortune, off we go. No way, no, no, no. I didn't have any. I didn't have any money at this. You know, I didn't, there was no. It was literally. I've got a great idea that I'm really, really passionate about, and I genuinely think this is going to improve people's lives quite a lot. And I think it's a really nice thing. So I just, I recall it was the start of October. I got on my bike, went about 15 minutes away from mum and dad's house and just knocked on the first door. I had an A4 piece of laminated paper with a photograph of an arrangement I'd made in mum's garden and just kind of explained the idea. And I think what was so fabulous is that people were, the support that people are prepared to give you in that situation is pretty extraordinary. So you, so, what, you know, what, a two-mile radius of your mum, the tent yeah. in your parents' garden there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, just, I just went around Wandsworth. I decided that, um, you know, they were going to be a Friday delivery day. So I sort of built up a delivery round for that Friday. You know, I got to 60 deliveries, which is all my van could take. By Christmas, I'd started a sort of Tuesday delivery round and a Friday. So I moved from Wandsworth to uh, Fulham. And to carry on, you know, that is entirely how we get our customers now. So I, I think my original point was until about six months ago, the only way we got customers was through face-to-face -face talking to people, whether it's knocking on their doors or we've got these quite cool butcher bikes that are all, all around London with kind of baskets stuffed with flowers. And, you know, we do now deliver UK-wide, but um, for the first two years, we didn't. And, and we've now just got this incredible team of... Um, so, so it's developed from kind of me and Harry to me and Harry and my brother's extended group of friends to now lots of creatives and actors and you know part-time workers for whom you know some some face-to-face -face sales is, is and i guess that those early local deliveries those early days you learned a lot they stood you in good stead because a lot of entrepreneurs maybe yeah. those listening thinking about starting a subscription business yeah and you raise some money understand but you've grown it carefully and slowly yes learn those lessons yeah before you can scale it Absolutely. I think the key things that have um, stood me in pretty good stead are um, firstly, not overcomplicating the product. So, you know, one thing we could have done is sort of diversified and ended up having a small box, a medium box and a large box, you know, by keeping to just one arrangement, you, you actually you're sort of operational. So you could have... Small, medium, large. You could have colourful. low cost, medium cost, high cost. Yeah. You've already got nine SKUs. Yeah, you could have colourful white box. So then you multi keep multiplying it. Yeah, and before you know it, that's just complete chaos. The complexity just, just multiplies and your wastage will get higher naturally and all of that kind of thing. So by keeping it to one box, that's amazing. I think having someone who is able to advise you is critical. So, you know, I, I had Keith Abel, who started Abel and & Cole and who I used to work for, is... Part of the company. And he was and your investor, was he? Yeah, he was the so chap. He had some belief you could do this from your, yeah, 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 your yeah. efforts in his business. Yeah, yeah. He, he knew I could sort of do it and it's essential to have a, a good sounding board for, for when you've got a question. You know, I, th I think that's really important when starting out is that there's someone who you can ask advice from. And how big um, are you now then? You're doing... 20,000 deliveries a week which okay. is pretty good, yeah. all across the country. Yeah. It, it, it's it, a decent-sized business now. Yeah. I mean, it's a fine balance. I've had people 
you knock on the proverbial door and they're selling you know, the food delivery companies. Yeah. And you've got a, a young salesperson who's on a commission plan. Yeah. And the thing about sales commissions, you know, you've done door-to-door sales as well, is that yeah. if the commission plan's not quite right, it can cause quite annoying behaviours in terms of the customer. So they yeah. want to close a sale. You end up buying something you don't really want. Yeah. And after a few weeks, you're getting stuff you don't really want. Yeah. And you stop receiving it. And that's the end of that relationship. Yes. And that's a tricky balance to find. It is a tricky balance. And I'd say where it works quite well is the fact that I have personally quite a um, close link to a lot of the the team. So I sort of quite regularly, you know, we have sort of drinks with the team and things like that and, and quite fun things that happen. So I think they feel very engaged and part of the company's success. We've got some guys who have been with us literally since the start. I mean, well, you know, three years ago anyway, who are kind of now really enjoying it and they're an actor but this is their part-time work and the influence rubs off from them on the rest of the team on making sure that it is kept in check because as you say it's it's dangerous if you have people going out and and, and selling the wrong thing but if you've got people who are very engaged in what you're doing then it becomes actually an incredibly nice way of just talking to people so just on that people then so you've now built this business how many people are you now it's about 120 it's quite a lot of people yeah and that's people Picking, packing, I guess. Where are they? So we've got an office in southwest London, and then we've got a, a sort of packing house in Twickenham. And then, you know, the delivery team, so the guys who, you know, that's the hardest job in many ways. They get up at two in the morning and, and are delivering sort of all day. Um, and have you found that? You know, you, you're now managing 120 people, which and my experience is I've owned businesses with 100, 300. Once you get over 100, it's hard to know everyone's name. Yeah, I mean, I do know everyone's name, which is which is which is good. Better memory than me, obviously. No, no, but I I, <laughs> I think that's a really important point, though. Is, yeah, it is, is, yeah. is 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 knowing. I'd say I've also got some some help in the management side of it. You know, I'm not the best manager, to be perfectly honest. I really enjoy flowers. And, well, that's and, quite interesting. That so <laughs> you are the your CEO. There's um, a chap called Ted who also helps with, with the management. So kind of me and him do. But it you together. understand your strengths and weaknesses. Yes, and you've you sort of you've got a team. You plug the gaps. Absolutely. That's quite important. Really important, yeah. And, and um, you know, his experience and Keith's experience. So there are sort of the three of us that, that do it together, really. But, you know, I make sure to have sort of monthly, uh, you know, so last night, for example, I, you know, you get the entire team together and sort of inform them about what's going on in, in the business. Um, and so keeping people involved and in the loop is critical, I think, and getting everyone knowing what's happening in every other department. But I think that's a good thing to do. I can't resist using this phrase, but it all sounds like you're wearing rose-tinted glasses. Right. <laughs> then, well, it sounds all a bit good. Yeah, it just sounds too good to be true. I mean, I, I know there must be... Must be a catch. Yeah, there's people listening to this podcast who are thinking, that's interesting, actually. I've got a good idea for subscription business. And my experience of it mm. is that it, it's not that straightforward. And, you know, it is quite difficult to get a subscription model to work. Many have tried and failed. But you seem to have found something where it is working. In a quite competitive market in many ways, you can get flowers almost anywhere these days. Yeah. Petrol station down the street. Yeah. But you've reinvented that yeah. model. And your core differentiator is the fact that you're you're buying flowers for yourself to enjoy yourself. It's, you're not yeah. moving away from gifting. Yeah. But there must be days where you thought, oh, come on, I'm going to get through today. Sure, there have been times where I've been in immense stress back in the day out delivering and doing the customer service telephone and, and, and all of that. But I've never felt unenthused. The reason for stress for me has come from really genuinely wanting to make sure that customers are happy. So, you know, examples where we've had 
five drivers sick or something. Or, you know, the beast from the east last year, you know, where it was a blizzard of um, snow and I was sort of out delivering in when it was covered in snow and you just got boxes that you desperately want to get to these customers. You've got drivers phoning you, having crashes everywhere. You know, it's like, what do we do? You know, so it's that kind of thing is just you know, relentlessly trying to make sure customers are, are happy so is a stressful ever, thing. Have you thought about that your business could be very much ideas, product, marketing, and then you outsource all the back end? After being in the garden in, in my mum and dad's tent, we did actually outsource packing to a place in Lincolnshire for about six months, and you know, which were literally next to some of the farms, and we just thought that's quite an easy thing to do. But for what we do, which is a really personal product, you know, the face-to-face sales, so much of the sort of personal approach to it, by making sure the whole team is engaged, by making sure everyone knows everyone, you know, you, you create that feeling for the box. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, if you take a supermarket as an example, that's the complete opposite, where there's no character to it at all. Whereas our approach really genuinely all feeds into that arrangement and makes it what it is, which is what people really like. So did you go from the tent to some enormous warehouse or were there stepping stones along the way? How did you... Many stepping stones. So we went from a tent to an office out in Sunbury-on-Thames because that was quite cheap and it was quite an easy place for for various people to get to and and it was just really cheap, absolutely grim. And we had a team of like just three customer service people. So me, you know, there's Beanie, a girl called Ella and someone called Holly and they were kind of you know in in this strange room I think the building was going to be demolished in about um, six months time or something so it was just incredibly bare Uh, we had a couple of drivers a friend of mine a guy called Nico and he was doing a delivery round a day then we had another we did outsource our logistics for a bit at this point actually so we had a couple of other guys doing deliveries although we managed them very closely actually so it didn't feel like it was outsourced so you're delivering how many times a week? We so deliver every, every five day. days a week, That's Monday to Friday. Day, right? so, um, so they are utilised? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day a week, yeah. No, they're utilised every day. And slowly over time, and, and with the help of people like Keith, who, you know, with the help of a mentor, you can have people who recommend, you know, it's quite clear we need this position now. You know, go out and find them sort of thing. There have been a couple of positions where, you know, you do need real experience. Like, because we've grown quite quickly, you suddenly, you know, an operation, someone who's in charge of the warehouse suddenly becomes quite an operation and you might need some more experience to come in on that you know so we've had to do that but but so so we've moved we went from my mum and dad's garden then we went to a small office where there were about six of us in Sunbury on Thames then we moved to Clapham where we had a a slightly nicer office and again we had uh, the customer service guys we then had a group of my friends out on the streets who were overseeing the sales operation how many of your friends do you currently employ uh but your business better work out (laughs) It is lots of, I mean, it's weird how uh, it is a small world. It's and great I think you can trust Harry, them, you know them, you can be open with each other. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it can get I mean, it's more my brother's friends, actually. What, what, so you can blame him. Happen. So I, I can blame him, yeah, yeah. Um, but so, for example, the first two guys, Harry and the other Freddie, you know, they were the, the sales team and they, they were responsible for growing the face-to-face team. So that's kind of the first area. And that's really in. worked for you. Those people in, within that network, it's actually yeah. it's panned out really well for you. Yeah, and that's kind of a team that's just evolved over time. You know, you just slowly realise, well, we need someone else here who's going to who's gonna fill this gap. Um, so, and customer so, service, we clearly need another customer service people. And actually what we've done really well is developed people to then become managers. So, you know, we've got a 24-year-old 
girl who manages a girl called Kat, who arrived at the, just after Beanie, who now oversees the whole customer service. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I think that sometimes you need to get external experience. Someone spent 20 years in logistics and warehouse management. Exactly. That's yeah, but, fine. Yeah. But often, you, the people you brought through, they're hungrier, they're yeah. more loyal, if that's for what that's worth, but it can be really important. And you can actually get a lot more out of them. And you can see you're developing people. Definitely. And it's just a wonderful thing for, yeah. for me. That's the part I've enjoyed most, actually, is, is sort of the the development of And of they may the well leave and you can see them going on to, I've seen that many times, fantastic yeah. careers. Exactly, yeah. And, and if they wanted to leave, you, they will come and say, have an honest conversation with you and then, and then you'll help them go and find the next thing. But I just think growing these people and, and, and giving them such responsibility just to crack on with stuff has been probably the thing I've enjoyed the most, actually. So continue that sort of thought. Do you see yourselves and your, your founding partners always running the business? Or can you see yourself stepping into a customer, I don't know, relationship management, biz dev role and putting in a CEO? At the moment, I just see us carrying on with this because we all love it so much and it's so fun. Absolutely no plans and, for and that. And that shines through, I guess. Yeah, 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 I really think it does, you know. Uh, and we're in a big open plan office in Earlsfield and um, it all just works really, really well. There's not a great deal of sense of sort of seniority or anything. And we all just really enjoy it. And you've got no pressure to exit because you're... Your backer, really, he's in it for the long haul. Yeah, well, precisely, yeah, and it, and it's doing really well at the moment. And because it's a sort of new idea, you know, it could do amazingly well. And so it's just sort of carrying on and enjoying it, I suppose. So this podcast is about rethinking business, and you've clearly done that, overcoming obstacles. And your business seems to be growing at a steady pace, and you're enjoying it. But maybe you could share some some top tips, things that you know you wish you'd known when you started out, or the things you've learned along the way that have worked for you. Well. um, I think you know what what's worked really well for me is is um you know having a really personal approach to the whole thing so being incredibly engaging with the customers I feel very much like I'm talking to my customers so I still write everything that goes in the boxes all of the leaflets and stuff well with a bit of help but uh you know feel really personal approach I think is important I think keeping it really simple would be something that has been completely critical so we haven't moved away We've just felt let's put all energy into making this one box of flowers the best thing it can be, which really sets us apart from everyone else because, you know, they end up being the freshest, the best value, the best looking, the funniest, the quirkiest. You know, there's real sense of uh, energy that's gone into that arrangement, whereas with someone else it might just be, oh, there's one of our bunches, there's one of our bunches. This is like the arrangement and it's great. Um, for, for me, having having a fantastic mentor you know someone i can really call on and be given great advice in all situations is excellent so someone who's been in the field that you're in and understands it through and through has been completely invaluable you know i think i think for me sort of enjoying the whole thing has been critical so there's no you know i'm very passionate about the the flowers and what we're actually doing and enjoying that process there's no thought that might God, you know, we might sell this at any point. I never actually consider that. It's just really, uh, this is a fun thing to be doing now and lots of people love it. And so so just enjoying it and, and you know, not being in too much of a sort of rush to uh, get anywhere with it, you know. It's just, just try and get other people to give it a go because, you know, they'll they'll absolutely love it. And then maybe just, just sort of developing your, your team, I, I think is a great idea. So, so really making sure that, 
the people within your team are feeling very part of what you're doing and bringing them up through your business and developing them will really you'll notice that they become very engaged in what you're doing and, and will work very hard for the cause essentially all great tips freddie it's been a pleasure having you on the show i've been great to meet you and uh, i might be subscribing great pleasure to be here thank you very much indeed Thanks for listening and thanks again to my guest, Freddie Garland, founder of Freddie's Flowers. To discover more about the topics we've discussed today, business insights, local events and stories from businesses facing the same challenges as you, search NatWest Business Hub or go to natwestbusinesshub.com. I'll be back in a week's time with our next episode, so make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. But until then, from me, Piers Linney, Thanks for listening.